They were interested in the island because of its strategic geographic location. In 1508, colonization began under Juan Ponce de Leon. At the beginning, the Tainos held a relatively positive relationship with the Spaniards. These interactions were mainly between Aguevana I, a powerful Taino chief, and Ponce de Leon, who became the first governor of the island. However, after Aguevana I's death, the relationship between the Spanish and Tainos started to deteriorate. What began as a friendly encounter between the two parties soon turned into a discordant relationship when the Tainos' way of life was threatened by the Spanish. Therefore, the Tainos took a stand against the Spanish for their survival in what is now known as the Taino Rebellion of 1511. With the arrival of the Europeans to the Americas, an intense ideological debate began about whether to incorporate, expel, or destroy the inhabitants of the territories that came under the control of the Spanish Empire. Queen Isabella issued the Royal Decree of 1503, justifying the subjugation and enslavement of the native population. It authorized war on them if they refused to convert to Christianity. The Spaniards forced the Tainos into an encomienda system while pressuring the conversion of Christianity upon them. They were constantly exposed to disease and infections. The Spaniards would kill any Taino if they became old, weak, disobedient, or simply if they desired to. Because the Spanish considered the Taino inferior, they were labeled as property and had no rights, so the Spaniards felt entitled to do what they pleased. As early as 1511, Fray Antonio de Montesinos argued against the inhumane treatment against the Tainos. Another one of the most famous critics of this system was Friar Bartolome de las Casas. Friar Bartolome de las Casas was a 16th century Spanish historian, social reformer, and Dominican friar. He became the first resident bishop of Chiapas and the first officially appointed protector of the Indians. What we committed in the Indies stands out among the most unpardonable offenses ever committed against God and mankind. Because of individuals such as de las Casas, the Burgos Laws of 1512 were created to limit the abuses of the indigenous population by the Spaniards in the Americas. The Tainos did not consent to evangelization and cultural genocide. Many of them lost their will and desire to live. As a result, indigenous people were left with the option of either giving up their cultural identity or facing death. Spanish conversion efforts were detrimental to the population. Despite their efforts, very few Tainos converted, while others resisted completely. In order to escape their harsh reality, many Tainos fled to the mountains of Puerto Rico. There, with their new leader, Aguimana II, or El Bravo, to guide them, the Tainos were ready to begin their defiant stance against the Spaniards. The Tainos resisted Spanish oppression and their actions against them demonstrated that they were not going to stand passively. The Spaniards had technologies far more advanced, such as lances, swords, crossbow, and harquebus, an early type of musket. On the other hand, the natives' weapons were no match for the Spanish, but they were ready to fight. They were experts with the bow and arrow, and had extensive knowledge of the geography of Puerto Rico. This gave them an edge when carrying ambushes on their opponent. They would use canoes to move by water and go into remote, inaccessible areas in the mountains, where they knew that the Spanish could not get into. Tainos had the help of the Caribes, and indigenous people from the Lesser Antilles in the Caribbean, with a much more warlike mindset. Initially, they posed a threat to the Taino, but joined forces when both tribes realized that the threat the Spanish posed on their establishment was greater. Most Taino chiefs, also known as caciques, joined efforts to fight the Spanish as one. 
They convinced the villagers that the Spanish were not gods like they initially thought, which motivated them to fight. Y aquí entra Diego Salcedo. Since they've never seen a hawk, a horse, an armored man, or fire-breathing muskets, the Tainos did as they were told. To make matters worse, a strange plague, smallpox, was killing all the Tainos but sparing the Spaniards, which meant they must be gods or at least immortal. This didn't sit well with a known Taino named Urayuan. And so in 1511, he conducted a little experiment. He told a lonely Spaniard named Diego Salcedo that a lake filled with virgins was waiting for him. Diego dashed right over, but met a lake full of Taino warriors instead. After they found him, Yurayuan watched and poked and smelled the body for three days. When Diego began to rot, Yurayuan spread the news. Riots broke out all over the island, and Ponce de Leon shot 6,000 Tainos in order to maintain public order and respect for the queen. Reference pages 12 and 13 in Nelson A. Dennis, War Against All Puerto Ricans. Caciques united their villages to fight against the Spanish's harsh treatment of the Taino people. The rebellion began in 1511 when the Tainos killed Sotomayor, a high-ranking Spanish officer. In this attack, Spanish forces and villages were destroyed in a Taino attempt to force the Spanish into retreat. At the time of the rebellion, it is estimated that hundreds of Spanish fought against a force of thousands of Tainos. Even though the Spanish population was smaller than the Tainos, the Spanish had better weapons, which the Tainos did not have. This hindered the Taino from fighting for their land and safety. Regardless, Tainos had a successful attack in the month of June, in 1513, where hundreds attacked Caparra, which was the headquarters of colonial government at the time. They killed and wounded various people and burned down the town church. Additionally, the Taino destroyed almost all the houses in the village. After the battle, Ponce de Leon sent all his men to fight the Tainos. The Tainos suffered defeat and the rebellion is recorded to have ended here around 1518, even though sporadic attacks continued until 1529. Shortly after the battle, the Tainos were, once and for all, put under the encomienda system and slavery. Prisoners were sold to neighbors as slaves. Unfortunately, the Tainos would suffer these conditions for years to come. The defeat of the Tainos had devastating consequences on the short and long term for the indigenous people. Despite their efforts to fight the Spanish, they were ultimately unsuccessful in their conquest to regain their lands. Therefore, they were forced to cede their fighting positions. The Taino chiefs had to recognize the authority of the king if they wanted to be forgiven. Only two Taino chiefs gave in, demonstrating that the pride of the Tainos was more important than surrendering to the enemy. Ultimately, the Tainos lost all their power to the Spaniards, and their way of life forever changed. Families were torn apart, villages destroyed, diseases such as smallpox decimated the population, and the Taino became a symbol of a lost past. The outcome of the Taino rebellion had a long-lasting effect. The Taino's defeat contributed to their demise, but their cultural heritage still influences Puerto Rican cultures today. Due to the vast intermingling of races, the Taino blood remained in the people of Puerto Rico, resulting in a unique blend of Spanish, African-American, and Taino individuals. Mitochondrial DNA, 
inherited strictly maternally, remains in modern-day Puerto Rican people's genetics, which is a direct correlation to their terminated ancestors. Names given to towns, musical instruments, and words in our vocabulary remain in circulation in Puerto Rican language. Regardless of their defeat and decimation, Puerto Ricans feel proud of the Tainos' bravery and influence in their culture and traditions. The Taino people, although eradicated, will forever live on in the blood and cultural consciousness of the Puerto Rican people today.